after. We don't know how to sit is the problem. These chairs. We, we've <laughs> completely forgotten how to sit what? down in the chair. They're so long. Look at the legs. <laughs> this is how we got to the hospital thing. Because I'm like, like you feel like children on the ground. <laughs> like, it's like SpongeBob. It's like the episode of SpongeBob when he's being cool, when it's like the cool crowd, and he's like trying to talk to him, and he's like sinking into the. I know. I just want to sit like this. I don't know. This is this is the interview. Yes. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I take myself pretty seriously as a composer, generally. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Canary Sessions. My name is Hudson, and today we are joined by Peyton Clifford and his accompaniment, Alexander Nelson. Thank you for joining us, guys. Hey. 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 Singing symbols at the wall, you were trying to spell something up.
So, Peyton and Alexander Nelson. I don't know what to call you. Do That's I call our, you Nelson? Yeah, it's like Crosby, Stills, Nash, yeah. Young. It's, but, it's, <laughs> but we need four names. Yeah. yeah. So, Peyton, Peyton Clifford, Clifford, Alexander, Alexander Nelson. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, Nelson, I'm going to call you Nelson. He's like he's like my appendix for, for short no, today. Yeah. Fine. I'm used to it. Have you seen have you seen twins with with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? That's what, not, that's what this is. I'm like. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no. I Peyton, tell me about when you first started playing music. Um, jeez, I my both my parents are musicians, and they both had parents that were musicians. So I'm glad they both had parents. Yeah, they 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 each had two parents. Yeah. Um and. And at least one of each of those parents, each of the sets of parents, yes. um, are, were also musicians. So I just, I grew up, um, it's just like a total blur. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, but I wasn't like, I wasn't like a good student. Like I wasn't like playing concerts when I was seven or anything. I was like, I, 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 just, I it's just, it was just always there. And then when I grew up a little and wanted to take something seriously, that was like the, the obvious thing. When was like the first time you like remember performing music and like being like, oh, this is great. Sure, yeah. yeah. The first time it really hit me was I was, oh, this is a good story. I was in fifth grade and it was the end of the year. I was graduating from elementary school in Charlotte, North Carolina. And there was a talent show and I sang my Chemical Romances Welcome to the Black Parade <laughs> um, for the talent show. And it wasn't, I like, didn't even have a karaoke version. I just like played the CD and sang over top of it. And I'd never like sung by myself in front of people. Yeah. And I just like came alive like in that moment. I like, I like ran down and like high-fived everyone in the front row like <laughs> while singing. It, it was like the first time I, I remember like finding joy in in any sort of performance. That's a terrifyingly scary story because I had a very similar experience. <gasps> Tell me. In exactly Charlotte, North Carolina. I was graduating elementary school in fifth grade, you know, as one does. And uh, we had an end of the year talent show. Yeah. And I sang Boulevard of Broken Dreams no by Green Day. No fucking way! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I eventually did a Green Day song in a middle school talent show. No way. Yeah. Incredible. This is Which wild. one? Um, it was Twenty One Guns because it was oh. it was on the heels of that album. Yeah. Um, Incredible. Wow. Parallel yeah. lives. Yeah. Hudson. And here we are. Here we are. Wow. What was the first instrument you got? The first instrument I ever got. Ooh, the first instrument like that was mine, mm -hmm. or that I played. I think I think yours because there's something like special sure. and um, sure. and there's just like a certain feeling you get. Sure, it was a three quarter scale bass guitar by Hamer. I think it was the brand. Yeah, <laughs> the model was the Slammer. <laughs> and so my brother's friends, you know, my he's an older brother, so all these older kids were were in. And they would call it the Slammer Hammer. <laughs> they'd, 
pick it up and like play because it was comically small for them. You know, I was a kid. I was like very little. And so they'd be pick it up and be like, the slammer hammer. Um, but it was mine, goddammit. It was my bass. That was my first, my first instrument. How did it sound? Like like a slammer like hammer? Like I just described. <laughs> it sounded like the fucking exactly. slammer hammer. Um, yeah, I mean, probably like shit, but I, you know. When you're 10, you don't care. Yeah. You're like, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm slamming and I'm hamming, like, I'm doing it. <laughs> slamming, and hamming. <laughs> slamming and hamming. Um, I had not a care in the world. Everybody, everybody. 
when you're writing songs, how do you how do you go about that? Sure. I it's it ends up being kind of a case by case basis because I I I try to do a lot of different work. You know, if I'm working with dancers, I try to be really collaborative and let the the movement, especially, you know, kind of dialogue with the with the choreographer have an effect on the writing process. Um, if I'm working on a film, the the images and, you know, um, if I can get, like, fully sound before I start writing, that's going to have an effect on on that music. With, with just songs, um, I tend to get something down, like something on paper, and then... I kind of leave it alone. I'm, I, I'm, I, I kind of step back and will return to it gradually. I, I rarely finish stuff really quickly. Um, and if I do it, I almost always end up revising it uh, pretty heavily later. Uh, and I think because I, I tend to think really texturally, which is definitely, a, uh, it's kind of a new thing that's come up while I've been in school for music as opposed to just writing songs in my room. But I'll, you know, I'll get the song out, the, the kind of bones of the song, and I'll return to it and see, you know, all right, w w what happens if I use this t timbre? What happens if I lead it with piano instead of guitar, or vice versa? What happens if, I, if it's just vocal layers? And I, uh, I tend to think really kind of orchestrationally with it. Um, and then the, the lyrics are kind of a separate parallel process that I'll, I'll also return to those and I end up kind of having to strip back maybe some of the the cryptic nature of them because um, that tends to be how they start and I'm like all right what am I trying to say Nelson how about you um so I mean I write my own stuff and actually I feel like we have in a lot of ways, different processes, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I've noticed when working with Clifford that, like, um, he, uh, so we, you know, we both are interested in, like, making high-level whatever music that's, like, you know, there requires a lot of, like, attention and stuff like that. And um, I think that it's really interesting how um, uh, we both draw from other sources, um, be they like philosophy or art or literature or whatever, um, to kind of like bring like new perspectives because it's really easy to get in your own head and, and like, oh, this is what I'm thinking, this is how I'm feeling. And it's like, it's after a while, you kind of keep talking about the same things in the same ways. Do you go to specific forces, forces? Do you go to specific sources to find inspiration yeah uh so f yeah for my songs um i oftentimes start with like a um Im some, an, an image of some kind like a visual picture that i've seen in my life or like a painting that is really interesting to me and i try to describe it in like interesting ways huh. um that's it's it and that comes across in a lot of my lyrics um i think that when it comes to in a lot of ways, whenever I've played music with my good bud here, um, uh, I bring a lot of things to like 
a lot, bring a lot of things that only I could bring to this sort of situation, right? Like, there, there's enough open room and space to, yeah. to like expand and like feel this out and feel that. Because for the songs that like we did tonight, we're doing tonight. Um, he was like, "Well, this is kind of how I want it to feel." <laughs> I was like, "Can I do this?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. I said, "Can I do that?" He's like, "Yeah." So it's it's um, that stuff is really interesting to me. And so when it comes to like specific sources, I try to allow for like things to have, create that expansion. I read a fair amount of poetry, um, and I actually find myself getting inspired a lot by nonfiction. Surprisingly, I never used to be into that. I, yeah, I, I, an important thing regarding process for me is that if I'm making music with other people, you know, it's one thing if I'm if if, if it's a totally solo thing, you know, like the the folk song I did. Um, that's that's all me, you know, and so it's it's kind of a different process where I'm I'm just thinking about how do I fill this up um, and what do I want to put here. But if there's other people either playing the music or you know if it's for a dance piece or if there's other people involved in that process, then I, it's really important for me to leave space for people to come in because I'm not writing this stuff down. You know, it's not like a string quartet where I'm saying this is what you need to play at this time. It's it's more um, kind of setting up a framework so that I can get what I'm looking for out of the song, but other people can bring something that, like you said, that only that one person could bring. Um, as far as like specific sources go for me, there's one episode of South Park that actually inspires almost all of my music. Um, that's not true. <laughs> I I tend to like gather up influences over long periods. Like like I'm working on an album right now that that I can hopefully put out soon, and the the oldest songs on that are like four years old, over four years old. Because I, I don't know, I like to kind of separate things into, you know, categorize things. And so if I end up with a, you know, a bunch of songs about like relationships or something, I kind of, there's a tendency in me to want to have that be one collection of songs. And then there's a tendency to, you know, if I want, if I, if I notice a pattern that I'm writing about like social issues or whatever um uh, i kind i kind of want to have those be one thing and there's you know i i i've recently been trying to challenge that and and figure out ways to blend those things cuz that's you know it's like how life is it's not it's kind of all these things at once and so I, i've been trying to find elegant ways to separate things but i i tend to get enough inspiration as far as lyrics and and songwriting goes from just like whatever's happening uh, in the world around me. What's your top three favorite movies? 2001 A Space Odyssey is probably up there. Very good movie. Um, really? Not, not Interstellar? Oh, <laughs> I refuse to support anything that Hans Zimmer scored. This is all this anti-Gibson, anti anti-Hans Zimmer. He was fine until Inception. Everything after Inception is this. <laughs> and it's like, fucking grow up, dude. Um, and it's probably not even his fault. It's like probably what every director wants from him. But even like Dunkirk wasn't that, and it was like totally uninspired. It was just so boring. 
Um, I, ugh, I can't stand Hans Zimmer. Um, no, not Interstellar. 2001 Space Odyssey. Even though that initially was supposed to be scored by someone, it wasn't supposed to all be outsourced music. That was the music you hear in 2001 Space Odyssey is all temp music. Really? And the guy wrote a, an entire score and then he showed it to the premiere. And oh man, I think so. I think there was some legal fiasco after that. Um, yeah, that was that was a mess, but it's still a great movie. Um, I'm sure he would like he was he like brought a friend or something like that. Yeah, like, right. He like brought like, some okay, date. Listen yeah. to this part. It's yeah. about to hit so hard. Yeah, and then they're like. <laughs> you know he like waited till the very end he was like all right like they cut that part out but like my music's coming up any minute now it's coming up that i swear final, i that swear final it's coming up any scene now. of release the climax of the film all me <laughs> um poor guy uh the revenant now that's a really good score amazing score for the revenant i i think i've found that w- movies i really like is heavily influenced by the, the music um yeah, The Revenant had a great score, and was it? I thought it was a really good movie. I'm really interested in that kind of like historical drama, so maybe that's my my bias. That's that's a good bit of movies. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ, Hereditary. Really, Colin Stetson scored it. Fantastic score. Truly terrifying. I okay. So here's my beef with the Hereditary. Okay, <laughs> this so, is like okay. the this is the beef. This is the diss track Canary so, session. So I think I think Hereditary was great up until the end, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But okay. I think they just I, know, I think they took it too far. I haven't seen it. I think they took it too far with the like. I I think they had to push it into the realm of it being an allegory for this thing rather than literally just the thing. But it would have been so good if they just kept it like that. Yeah, but it's like, it's an allegory. It's fictitious. It doesn't have to be literally about whatever. The music's so good, and it's, you can't deny that it's so scary. As a grown man who saw that movie, I can, fuck you. I came home. <laughs> you're a cinematographer, not a screenwriter. Um, I came home. I came home. We, we're roommates. We live in, in a house with, an, with another musician. Um, I, he had recently moved in, and for some reason, he was bad about locking the door. He was bad about locking the front door. I saw like, a late screening of it, so I got home at like 1 a.m. Um, no one was home. The front door is open, and I was like, hello. <laughs> like, it's the first, one of the few, few times in my life is like a grown man knowing there's no one in there. I, I was so scared. Because Hereditary is the worst thing to see and then come home and worry yeah. someone's in your house. Yeah. Um, hereditary. And the leaves are 
Your set was fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'd like to plug our host, Heyday Guitars. Thank you so much for having us. Michael is such a great guy for letting us just inhabit his space and play music here and have a great time. Uh, if you're ever in the area of Winston-Salem, uh, come on down to Heyday Guitars. It's 414 Brookstown Avenue. If you liked what you saw here today, please subscribe and hit the bell at the bottom for more alerts. And uh, please uh, comment and let us know what you think. And uh, if you're interested in being on Canary Sessions, shoot us an email, send us links to your music. And yeah, catch us next time. Thank you.